welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're studying the Word of God, which is a message that God has given to us for the purpose of knowing Him and following Him. So we're studying that to know what He wants us to do, know how He wants us to live, know how He wants us to relate to Him. We're working our way through 1 John, and today we're finishing up chapter 4. We're in 1 John chapter 4, verses 19 to 21, and this is episode 38. Let's read the passage. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And we have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. Just a casual reading of 1 John. The topic of loving one another is a big deal. This is something John is really pushing. Loving one another. Followers of Christ loving other followers of Christ. And we shouldn't take this lightly is just, oh, that's a nice thing that we should all ascribe to, but this is real, and this is the sort of thing that should cause a real heart check on our part, a real deep gut check. Do I love my brothers and sisters in Christ, even approaching to the standard that John is calling us to? Because This is a big deal to John. Now, John's dealing with a scenario where there are people causing disunity. There's people causing disruption. There's people sowing false doctrine, uh, untruths, lies about Christ and leading people astray. But in every generation, there's always issues causing disunity, issues causing disagreement, issues between brothers and sisters. And the challenge is, can we rise above these and come together in true love? Let's look at the passage. He begins in verse 19. We love because he first loved us. The truth here is we do not have the capacity to love one another. And he's made this clear before. The only reason we can love one another is because of God's love. And the only reason we can truly love each other approaching the standard he's calling us to is because of the love of God within us. He said that's part of the the evidence of being a, a follower of Christ. Do you love other followers of Christ? And it all comes out of our relationship. In the last passage we looked at, he said perfect love casts out fear and that that results in our love being made complete. Love that's based in a relationship with God, a love based on truth and based on love, based on the truth, the reality of the gospel, the truth of the word of God, and based on a love, a heart relationship with God. Our relationship with God is based on love, not fear of punishment. He talked about that last time. That challenges even how we approach God today. Many people are caught up in legalism, trying to follow the rules, that if I just do what God has told me to do, then I'll be all right. That's based on a fear of punishment. 
I want to not upset God. I want to know that I'm doing everything correctly, not I'm motivated out of love for God. I want to do what God has called me to do because I love God that much, not I fear his retribution. I fear falling short. I fear judgment, but I desire to please God because of my love for him. And here in verse 19 is saying, and the only reason I love him is because he loved me. And because of the Holy Spirit within me, can I actually love him in return? Then he brings in the one another part of verse 20. If anyone says, I love God and yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. This is a strong language that John has been using throughout this uh, idea that is based on this whole idea of our, our relationship with God is based on truth. And the reality of our lives is the evidence of that truth. Back in uh, chapter 1, verse 6, he said, If we say we have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. There he's saying how we actually live is the evidence of the, the inner reality. And if we say one thing, but that inner reality is different, we're lying, not practicing truth. And our relationship with God is based on truth. And uh, a little bit later in chapter 1, verse 8, he says, If we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Because the gospel clearly says we are sinners. And there is sin that needs forgiven. Then in verse 10 of chapter 1, he says, if, if we say we don't have any sin, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. We see we look to God as the source of truth. In uh, chapter 2, verse 4, he said, The one who says, I've come to know him, yet doesn't keep his commands, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Again, the external evidence of our actions is the proof of the inner reality. And when what we say doesn't match the reality, we're divorcing our lives from the truth. Then in uh, chapter 2, verse 9, he said, the one who says he is in the light but hates his brother or sister is in the darkness until now. Here he's saying that if you hate your brother or sister, you are not a follower of Christ. He talked about truth in chapter 2, uh, 21 and 22. He says, I've not written to you because you don't know the truth, because you do know it, because no lie comes from the truth. Who's the liar? If not the one who denies Jesus is the Christ. That one's the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. He's making a big case here of truth versus lie. The antichrists are the ones spouting lies. The antichrists are the ones leading people away from truth. And so truth and love must be the basis of our relationship with God. And here he says, if you say you love God, yet you hate your brothers and sisters, you are a liar. Then he goes on, for the person who does not love his brother or sister, whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. Well, as I think about this, I say, well, maybe the reason I have problems with my brothers and sisters is because I have seen them. I've seen how messed up they are. And the reason they would look at me the same way is because they see how messed up I am. So how can I love this messed up person? 
God is perfect. Of course I can love God, but this messed up person next to me, how can I love this person? Well, if we step back and think, though, about God's love, God loves me, even knowing how messed up I am, but he still loves me. God sees all my faults, but still loves me. God loved me even while I was still his enemy. God loved me when I was incapable of loving him. As a follower of Christ, I should love other followers of Christ, the very people who God loved enough to send Christ to die for. Then in verse 21 he says, And we have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother or sister. So here he's speaking of the idea, this is a command. We are commanded to love brothers and sisters in Christ. And if I refuse to do that, I'm thumbing my nose at God, saying, God, you do not have the authority in my life to tell me what to do. That alone says, I'm not really a follower of Christ. Because if I refuse to follow Christ, I'm not a follower of Christ. And he says, this is what following me looks like, loving your brothers and sisters. So there's two prongs to this. One is, it's a command. And as a follower of Christ, I am commanded to love my brothers and sisters in Christ. Secondly, it's part of the nature that if I really love God, then I love the things God loves. And God loves his people. So how can I love God but not love the people that God loves? And so all this is tied up in truth and love. Do I really understand the truth? The truth of God's love? Do I understand the depth of God's love? Do I understand how much God loves me? I need to be in the word of God. And the more I'm in the word of God, the more I'm reminded of how much God loves me how much God loves us, what his heart for his people is like. And so the word of God will draw me to him because of I see the love that he has for us. And it also strengthens the truth. So God's word is going to strengthen my relationship of truth and my relationship of love. And the more I actually interact with God through his word in prayer with his people in service. One of the reasons that I may have trouble with the people of God is I'm not with the people of God. I haven't learned to love them. I keep them at arm's length because they just don't measure up. You know, they're not like me. Well, they're looking at me saying the same thing. The whole point is God has called me to love my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I can't do it apart from the love that God has given to me. I love them not because they're lovable. I love them because God loves them. And the way forward is to strengthen truth and love for God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through 1 John.